Welcome to Educate This. My name is Nate Hammond and this is the podcast for educators, teachers, coaches, mentors, trainers, guides and well, students, which should be all of us. We learn to teach and we teach to learn. Educate This is thankful to be sponsored by training provider and TAE experts, Qualify Now. Check them out at qualifynow.com.au for all of your TAE questions and needs. All right, let's level up. All right, well, there is a quote, a saying that I abhor. And if it was personified, I'd probably I imagine myself like on um, the movie 300, kicking it in, down a deep well and crying, This is Sparta! And I know that sounds a bit violent, but maybe you'll agree. Let me know. It's from George Bernard Shaw's play, Man and Superman. And without context, it's just, I don't know. I've got no words. Of course, quotes do get passed down without context. And in this case, by doing so, it became a mockery of teaching. He who can, does. He who cannot, teaches. We've heard that quote before, I'm sure. But no. I mean, I'm sure there are cases of this. There are people who do without knowing. But the best teachers are those who are industry weathered. Those with experience. Aristotle said it better. He who knows, does. He who understands, teaches. The person I want to talk about today perfectly proves this Aristotle quote. For four decades, since the 1980s, Spike Lee has been creating and releasing excellent film after excellent film. He's not only prolific, but his standards are relatively consistent. Movie review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes has 19 of his films hitting over 90% favorability with critics. Many more, 80% plus, and a whole bulk of the rest are 70 plus. From his 1986 breakthrough film, She's Gotta Have It, to Oscar snubbed, in my opinion, Do the Right Thing, Malcolm X, 25th Hour, When We Were Kings, and one of my favorites from the last decade, Black Klansman, he has earned the title of auteur. The film She's Gotta Have It launched his career, and he not only directed it, but he wrote, produced, starred, edited the film, did it with a budget of 175000 it was shot in two weeks, and it went on to gross over $7 million at the US box office. New York Times film critic A.O. Scott wrote that that film helped usher in the American independent film movement of the 1980s. It was also groundbreaking media for African-American filmmakers and a welcome change in the representation of blacks in American cinema, depicting men and women of color not just as pimps and whores, but as intelligent, upscale urbanites. End quote. In 1989, Lee made what many consider his most seminal film, Do the Right Thing. The film told a story of bubbling racial tension on a scorching hot summer day. The film's ensemble cast was a hoo-hoo when we look back on it, but were relatively unknown back then. Spike Lee, Ossie Davis, Rosie Perez, uh, John Turturro, Martin Lawrence, Samuel L. Jackson. It earned critical acclaim. It was considered by notable critics as one of the best films of the year. Roger Ebert ranked the film as his best of 89 and later in his top 10 films of the decade. He's a filmmaker, but he's also an artist. He creates socio-political art that plays within stories of race and politics that anyone sharp to the tones of the climate of the day can pick up on and understand. Despite being at the top of his game as a filmmaker, though, and despite being an incredible artist who makes a pretty good living from those pursuits, there is also another title and role that he cherishes, he values, he holds dearly. Spike Lee is a teacher, and I mean that literally. By literal title, he is a teacher. He is a professor 
Spike was born in Atlanta, Georgia and raised in Brooklyn. Lee headed back south as a young adult to attend Morehouse College. After he graduated, he returned to New York to continue his education at NYU Tisch School of Arts in Manhattan. And this is where he would receive his Master of Fine Arts degree in film production. Well, soon after the success of his uh, Oscar-nominated Do the Right Thing in 89, Spike taught his first course on filmmaking at Harvard and two years later, he officially joined the faculty at NYU Tisch. And what is often said about Lee by his colleagues, students, actors, is that he allows himself to be available for people and offers himself as a willing resource. He's also proactive in finding learning opportunities for his students. For example, while making his Emmy-winning documentary series, When the Levees Broke, he brought in 15 of his students as interns so that they could all receive direct first-hand experience. In the last two decades alone, Lee has mentored many who have gone on to create and or direct critically acclaimed films. Dee Rees, uh, Michael Arnell, Stefan Bristol, Ronaldo Marcus Green, and countless other grad film students. Here are three applicable lessons that we can draw out from Spike Lee's teaching career. One, he learns from his own work. One of Lee's grad students, Ronaldo Marcus Green, who I just mentioned, uh, his feature film debut, Monsters and Men, earned a special jury prize at the 2018 Sundance Film Festival. While he commented, there is nobody like Spike Lee. He is the epitome of originality. He is relentless in his work ethic and in his output. And here's a lesson. He remains a student of the craft after all these years. It is important that we don't fall into a trap of getting the job done to get the job done and then walk away without having considered any lessons that can be taken away. What mistakes were made? What did I do well? Is there anything that I can and should replicate again? What skills were developed? How did I solve a particular problem? And so on. An older age student of mine once said to me, I've been so busy working that I haven't had a chance to study. Now that I'm retired, I can finally complete my education. I replied, well, that's great to hear. It's great to hear that you're ready and willing, but the truth is education is something that can never be completed. And that's not a daunting thing. It is exciting. There's always more to learn. Second, I guarantee that you have been learning on the job. I then tied those two truths together by asking him to talk about a few of the things that he had learned over the course of his 40-year career in construction. What technological advances have been made in the industry? What role has that played? How much has that changed from the time he started till now? And so on. AI, automation, new job models, more efficient tools, 3D printing, so many things have been and are being developed within most industries that even if we stuck with the same career from high school to retirement, we would need to be learning in order to keep up. The continual pursuit of learning has become accepted and let's face it, expected as an imperative to the economic health of a business. Not only that, but many studies show that after the nature of work, the work itself, opportunities for development is the next most important factor in workplace well-being and happiness. Well, Spike Lee works hard at improving himself and refuses to fall into comfort traps. Lesson two, he learns from his students. We may be the sage on the stage or the guide on the side, the teacher with the most, but we too are in a position to learn even from those whom we are educating. It is the height of hubris to consider that we cannot be taught by those whose education we have stewardship over. Spike Lee has said that one of the reasons that he loves to teach is because it gives him an opportunity to exchange ideas with his students. It's not about handing over control, of course. The authority remains with the expert, but sometimes fresh perspectives help broaden the understanding. Spike has seen every short film that I have ever made, says Green, 
And I know he's done that for hundreds or maybe thousands of students during his tenure. It's only my assumption, but I bet that he not only watches his students work in support of them, but also to learn from and find inspiration in their creations. To do this, we have to allow the students to have a voice, not an uncontrolled or consuming voice. We've all had those sort of students who end up blanketing the whole classroom with their opinions, but enough space for every voice, even if it's pre or post class for the shy students. We also need to create classrooms where fear of speaking and asking questions is eliminated. That's a classroom where we will hear big, bold, ugly, ridiculous, crazy, impossible ideas. That's a classroom where both students and the teacher can learn together. And lesson number three, he studies the masters. I was once talking to a young woman and in conversation it came out that she wanted to be a novelist. Great, I said. What genre? Well, I'm not sure. Well, what's your favorite genre? I don't really have one. But that's okay, neither do I. Or at least I have a few favorites. Who are you reading at the moment? Well, I'm not really a big reader. I haven't read a book for quite a while. This was a head-scratching moment for me. Associate Dean of Strategic Initiatives Cheryl Antonio said of her filmmaking friend, Spike Lee is a true auteur whose expertise in filmmaking and knowledge of cinema combined with his cultural awareness enable him to offer audiences new perspectives on American life. See how she talked about his knowledge of cinema. How do we gain a knowledge of cinema unless we are willing to study those who have come before? Martin Scorsese, who lists Do the Right Thing as one of the top films that film students should study, said of studying classic cinema, I'm often asked by younger filmmakers, why do I need to look at old movies? And the response I find that I have to give them is that I still consider myself a student. Just step back for a moment. This is Martin Scorsese, the Martin Scorsese, one of history's greatest film directors, telling younger filmmakers that he is still a student. He goes on to say, the more pictures I've made in the past 20 years, the more I realize I really don't know. And I'm always looking for something or someone that I can learn from. I tell them, I tell the young filmmakers and the young students that I do it like painters used to do. Or painters do study the old masters enrich your palette expand your canvas there is always so much more to learn can you imagine being a modern philosopher and not having studied plato or aurelius or aristotle can you imagine being an architect who can't be bothered studying frank lloyd wright or a wannabe singer saying dylan dylan who the beatles nah too old as educators we can not only learn from our own successes and failures from our students' perspectives and ideas, but also from those who have gone before us. From Confucius to Maria Montessori to Jamie Escalante, who many may know from the book Best Teacher in the World or its adapted 1988 film Standard and Deliver, we have a wealth of historical influences to draw from. So to recap, we can become better educators by humbling ourselves to constant development through learning. And we can learn, as Spike Lee has given us an example of, through the study of our own work, by listening to our students and studying the masters. Maya Angelou said, I've learned that you shouldn't go through life with a catcher's mitt on both hands. You need to be able to throw something back. I want to think about that quote and flip it a little bit. It goes both ways in constant motion. At least it does for the truly great educators. We are catching and throwing, throwing and catching, teaching, learning, teaching, learning. 
thank you for joining me today. My name is Nate Hammond. This is Educate This. And once again, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Qualify Now. Qualify Now are the TAE experts. It was through them that I was able to progress from being a personal trainer to a trainer of trainers. Many of my students have gone on to create award-winning businesses. Check out the links in the description or simply search qualifynow.com.au.